Welcome to Speaking Cops, the Thin Blue Podcast. I'm proud to announce our partnership with NJ Cops Magazine and the New Jersey State Policemen's Benevolent Association to bring you a great podcast with an in-depth look at how cops serve our community and how we can stand up for those in blue. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome to our newest podcast here at New Jersey 101.5, the Thin Blue Podcast. This is all about talking to cops and their families and the general public, promoting what we've been trying to do for the past five years every Friday on hashtag Blue Friday. I'm joined by our sponsor and co-host, Pat Colligan from the New Jersey PBA. How are you doing, Pat? Never been called a co-host before. Doing well. Thanks, Bill. Hey, outstanding. A co-host is, a, is good. You know, it's uh, I'll tell you this, Pat. First of all, let me thank you, because we are in crazy times. And, and as you and I have talked about over and over again, the job of police officers does not only doesn't get easier, but when things get harder for everyone, it is exponentially harder for cops. And uh, one of the things that I, I talked about on the show today, of course, today is our first launch of this uh, hashtag. Um, we called it Speaking Cops, but we settled on Thin Blue Podcast, which I love. And uh, Mitch from NJ Cops Magazine, our other uh, our other sponsor for this, was uh, was great about the title. And we've kind of talked back and forth about the job that cops do. And even in times like this, there's a regular job that they're still attending to. And this morning on the show, I recognized one of New Jersey State Troopers, uh, Robert Waldrop, for the job of saving this young woman, 18-year-old woman. You know the story. I've heard it this morning. But 18-year-old yep. woman is, is thinking about jumping off a bridge. And this trooper literally arrives on the scene and punches his hand through the chain link fence, grabs her shirt, and holds on to her and literally holds her while he talks her down until the EMTs got there. And I'm thinking there are stories like that all over New Jersey. It's, you know, it's, it's coronavirus, but at the same time, it's just the job that cops do. And, uh, and I know you guys are out there working hard every single day. We are uh, 40,000 law enforcement officers in New Jersey, uh, not just the ones on the street, the ones in our, our prisons and our county jails. Uh, just putting in a hard day's work every day. As you said, those calls continue. You know, the, the domestic violence calls, there was, a, there was unfortunately an officer-involved shooting last night in Patterson. Those calls don't stop, in addition to adding a, a worldwide pandemic uh, and requiring, you know, some extra tools in our tool bag that we're not used to carrying. Right. All of a sudden you're 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 attending to a call and you've got a mask on, you've got gloves on. What's the what's the morale like? Because one of the things we want to do with this podcast is open it up to families of law enforcement and law enforcement members. I think too often law enforcement members don't realize there are resources for you to grab onto. There are hotlines you can call. There are mental health professionals that can help you. You know, you're overtaxed in this time. And let's face it, we went into this with cops getting uh, on the short end of the media stick anyway. They constant bad news, negative news. We, we always hear the worst. We very uh, uh, less often hear the best. But what's the morale been like as uh, New Jersey cops have been dealing with the pandemic and dealing with the, just the uh, you know, state of nine million people? I did the uh, I did the pod not the podcast but I did the town hall uh, last night on one one point five and Dr. Bizarro, one of our clinicians was was on and him and I had an offline conversation after and he's actually said our our men and women are in good shape um, you know this is uh, we're still in the height of it you know that's that's this is not over yet this is almost this is this is PTSD where you're it's not like you're responding to one shooting call you're responding to 
a month, two months, three months of this pandemic, driving around with your mask on. So uh, we're still at the height of it, but overall our officers in great shape, are, are in great shape. What, uh, let me ask you this, you know, I, I, I said this on the show this morning as well, that, you know, cops are the enforcement arm. And when people want to be upset about the way things are, you got to look at the elected officials, not not the cops. You, know, you want to complain about Trenton, that's one. But I've I'm never heard people, you complain about an that? elected official. I've never heard you complain about an elected official, ever. <laughs> not something I do often, right? In the last five that's minutes. True. Right. You know what? I, I wait. I went 15 minutes at least before we started this, Pat. I, I just look like like a lot of people out there. We're so sick of politicians on both sides of the aisle. You feel like you're left out there. Well, when you're a police officer, you're in an even tougher position. Not only are you subject to uh, whatever policy decisions are being made, oftentimes you're going to go out there and enforce those rules. And I've been telling people, don't push the limit with the cops out there. They don't want to do some of the things they have to do. All, all of us are like that. So don't put them in a bad spot. There's no reason to push the envelope and have 50 people on your front lawn because you know the cops are going to have to be called to go deal with that. I haven't seen anybody arrested for mask enforcement yet. Uh, and I tell the legislators, look, you give us the rules, we'll follow them. Our members will not be in love with every one of them, but we will go out there and we'll do what the law requires right. us to do. Uh, but yeah. you're right. And that's you know, you can see the videos. They're, they're all over uh, YouTube and Facebook. Um, it's it's been aggravating. It's it's a stress stressor that we're not used to. Um, you know, so it's it's been difficult for us, too. But we've been dealing with it like we always do. Now, you and I have talked about this, and, and I mentioned this often, that, that one of the problems that happened at the outset of this is a run on supplies. And we had, you know, we had this run on supplies. We had limited masks. And, you know, I have said from the beginning, and I've been consistent with this, that I don't agree with the general public wearing masks. And one of the reasons for that is that I think we failed in that first mission, which was the cops have to make sure that they are protected. The EMTs, the nurses, everybody else. And, you know, you had there was a time when we had nurses literally wrapping cloth bandanas around their face. So, you know, that right there shows that if people are rushing out, we're not empowering the very people that we need to empower. How many of your guys have uh, have been diagnosed and, and how many have passed? We just had our eighth uh, pass away last night at 2 a.m. Bloomingdale officer uh, Gary Walker. Uh, he'd been on he'd been on a respirator for 30 days, fought the fight. Uh, they finally removed him, I guess, the night before, and, and he passed last night at 2 a.m. That's our eighth law enforcement officer in New Jersey. Uh, as of yesterday, and I'll get the numbers later today from the governor's office, but as of yesterday, we had 748 positive and 795 still under quarantine, which is well over 1,500 members uh, off the streets. You know, it's, it's, um, it's been a challenge. Some departments are hit higher, worse than others. I work in Franklin and Somerset County. We've been lucky. We've only had a couple officers that have had to be quarantined. But some of these smaller agencies, you know, half the agency was was under quarantine at some point. So um, we, we've we still responded to all the calls. We haven't really needed to go to a, a statewide uh, mutual aid situation, which is good. Um, what the, the chiefs did initially was to split the department. So if you had a a hundred person department, they would split it and literally separate the two, the two halves so that there was no cross contamination. So that, that, that had a pretty good effect for us, mm -hmm. uh, kind of slowed the spread. I think you, and you said that 
you said a really interesting thing uh, up front that, you know, we're not out there. Cops are not out there arresting people for not wearing a mask like there's. But don't be in the store and be belligerent with the guy that's telling you you can't shop if you don't have it. You can disagree with that. Uh, but the time to fight that battle is not when the cops show up because the owner is trying to throw you out of his store. But you're not gonna, you're not going to walk out of your house without a mask and get arrested. And I think people need to understand that that that's cops are not patrolling the neighborhood saying, wait a minute, non mask wearer, you're in trouble. Just that's not what's happening. I think that'd be a little embarrassing to bring that guy into the jail cell, but uh, or girl. Uh, but it's it's been discouraging to see that there are some fights and some some altercations over the mask wearing. You know, wear your mask. It's it's not a hard concept. If you don't have a mask, there's enough ways to to come up with with something. I've seen some pretty interesting things out there at the store at the food store. So uh, you can find something to cover your face. Well, and, and to the point is, you fight that fight in Trenton. You don't fight that fight on the ground. You know, I right. I am. Um, not a believer in the public wear a mask, but again, that's this is an enforcement end where you're going to put a cop in a bad spot. So the challenge isn't like for me, you know, I'm not going to stand my ground at the shop right and refuse to wear it if I expect to be served, and then cause a scene with local law enforcement. You know, you, you, a lot, lot of folks agree. I'm sure there are a lot of cops out there that are saying, "Ah, come on," but you've got to you've got to keep the public order and the public peace and we're not helping yeah. anybody. I said this at the protest. Some people got mad at me that I was not uh, promoting a lot of the protests out there. And I said, I, I don't believe that's how we're going to accomplish anything. I think you want to make a change with the politicians in Trenton on both sides of the aisle. Uh, that conversation has to be had at the ballot box. It has to be had on the conversation over the airwaves. But, you know, to bring that into the streets, it's it's not productive because what it does is it draws resources away. And uh, I, I got to believe you've had plenty of other calls, domestic violence and and other things happening at the local level. Look, we had um, summit officer um, Anthony Pizek. He, he was involved in a pursuit of a stolen vehicle the other night, got got really terribly injured. He's going to be okay. Broke his femur, broke a wrist, uh, you know, a lot of real bad cuts. You had officers up in um, in East Rutherford responding to a call. A uh, guy wanted to kill his family. He had a propane torch. He had gasoline. Uh, you know, talk about drawing resources. I mean, this is, you, you're going to, you're going to have an entire department to respond to a call like that to go get this guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's challenging. On top of it, still wearing the mask, remembering to put your mask on, uh, remembering to hit the Purell when you get back in there, in your car or whatever, whatever you're using to, to sanitize. But um, it's it's been a challenge. But as usual, uh, New Jersey law enforcement, really the whole country stepped up. Uh, you know, like I said, our our the, the the unsung heroes are our correctional police officers in the county and state prisons, uh, walking back into that closed environment every day. We have a lot of officers staying in hotels because they don't want to come home and possibly contaminate their family. Um, yeah. You know, luckily that that FEMA has just agreed to start picking up that tab because some of those men and women were covering that tab on their own and, and paying for their own hotel. Out of their own pocket. Out of their own, out of their own pocket. pocket. It's, it's, it's maddening when you see that. And I, you know, I said this from the beginning that that when you look at um, the precarious position that medical professionals, law enforcement were put in. And then the expectation is you have to do everything right. And whether you agree with the rule or not, you've got to go out there and do your job. So again, 
the battle is not between the community and law enforcement. I, I actually, it's interesting. Uh, we saw this happen in Sussex County, that horror scene at the nursing home. And, you know, people were protesting the freeholders. And I'm like, look, the freeholders have an expectation that the state is going to be there and be responsive. Your issues with the state, not the locals, and certainly not with the local law enforcement. So I, I think that's a, it's, it's certainly a message that I wasn't sure that uh, really needed attention until I've been talking to people for the past couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, people have to understand that. You know, enforcement and policy making are two completely different things. But your local cop is not out there waiting for you to not have a mask on and slap the cuffs on and, and, and cover your face. No. But the, the, the have to go food shopping, which we all have to do. You're going to have to cover your face. And if you don't do it, you're putting the cop. That spot is kind of the store owner's call. So, you know, it, it's, it's, those are the things that I think are nuanced that people need to know. Let, let's turn to the law enforcement side of it for a minute, Pat. Um, we've got, we've got, how many members do you have? 40,000 some odd cops? We, that are members? New Jersey State PBA has a slightly over 32,000 members as of today. Okay. It's a big number. It's a lot of people. people. So with the state police and the other union, we're, we're, over, we're almost 40,000 law enforcement officers in the state of New Jersey. It's a lot of people. And, and the, the Policemen's Benevolent Association represents 32,000 of those heroes. And of course, they've got families. And I know that a lot of your guys are looking for resources. What are some of the resources available to cops? And I know your members get a copy of NJ Cops magazine. I, I love it. I've written for it before. I'm going to continue to write for it. It's a great magazine that Mitch puts out. And by the way, you can go to njcopsmagazine.com. There is a link on that homepage. A, you can subscribe to the magazine, which I recommend you do, and really get an understanding of what uh, cops are talking about amongst themselves. And two, there's a link to the preferred partners. So you can click on that, and there's a list of all the businesses that are there backing the blue, as we do every single day. Uh, so what are some of those resources? Let's just take the cop that's pushed to the limit. You know, we, we all make jokes about being holed up with our family and everything else. But the reality is, if you're out there dealing with somebody else's domestic issue, but maybe you've got your own domestic issue going on, where do you go? I've been making that joke that my house is getting smaller and smaller by the day. I'm not sure whether I'm getting bigger from eating more. But um, look, we all we are all subjected to stressors at, at, at work. And, and I, I've said it before on your show, you know, the average person is is leaving at seven or eight in the morning and coming home at four or five in the afternoon. They're not working weekends. They're not working holidays, not working midnight shift, not missing opening of the gifts on Christmas morning or hiding the Easter eggs on on Easter morning. So we have those stressors on top of everything else we're dealing with. There, there's a few resources. If you go to the New Jersey State PBA webpage, njspba.com, uh, you'll find under members, there's a clinical resources. Uh, there's some cell phones there. There's there's some clinicians that, that we that we use regularly. Um, there's a cop to cop is one of the 24 hour hotlines that you can use. Uh, there, there's plenty of resources. Your own agency probably has an EAP program. Um, we prefer that you come to the PBA first. Uh, it just, it was, we haven't had a great success with all those EAP programs. There's some good ones out there, but uh, the people who are dealing with the, with our members know our members, know what they're going through. Uh, one of our one of our psychologists is license plate is cop doc, so uh, that should tell you that he knows what he's doing, and uh, and he's a he's been a busy man. Like I said, overall, uh, we're still doing well, we're still healthy, but this this really is taking a toll. Um, yeah. The the heartbreaking pictures are the 
the, the, the cops. And, and look, you know, this, this is a law enforcement segment, but, you know, our health care providers coming home, touching the glass, that's how they're looking at their kids. And they're going back to the hotel and they're going back to where they work and, and sleeping. And it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and I'll tell you, thank you for what you're doing. It's njspba.org. No, dot com. Dot com. Sorry. Look at me. See, I told you. That's why nobody listens to me on the technical stuff, Pat. That's the problem. <laughs> I witnessed so, that before. njspba.com and njcopsmagazine.com. The resources are there. There's a list of preferred partners. All that is available. We're going to be back next month now. Just for those of you who are live right now, we got... Um, you know, we're going to we're going to have this video available on Facebook. So if you missed the beginning part and you're just tuning in, you want to catch the entire conversation with Pat Colligan, who is the president of the NJ uh, State PBA, then you'll that vi video will be available on our Facebook page, which you're on right now. And I'm going to make it available on our website, NJ1015.com slash Bill Spadia. And beyond that, within a few days. This will be available as a podcast, and what we're going to do is Pat and I, every month, are going to bring you a series of podcasts, conversations. We're going to interview hero cops, talk to families. This is a resource for you. If you are a member of law enforcement or if you are a family member or a friend of somebody in law enforcement or if you're just a member of the community, remember – cops are your family members, your friends, your neighbors. Let's not draw that line between – rest of us cops are this cast with this idea of the thin blue podcast and of course hashtag blue friday every friday on my broadcast show um it is friday today and uh, pat's all the time we have but thank you thank you for uh, joining me for this thank you for doing what you do know that that myself and all our audience members praying for the safety and the health of of your cops and and the forty thousand members of law enforcement and their families across this great state we will get through this tough time like we've gotten through we so will many others. We appreciate your your uh, positive message the audience needs to know it won't be me every every podcast you know there'll be some interesting people coming along and and adding to the to the conversation and uh, looking forward to seeing those officers on this uh on the podcast in the future thank you pat be well appreciate you you too thanks bill Thanks for listening to Speaking Cops, the Thin Blue Podcast. It's our new podcast in partnership with NJ Cops Magazine and the New Jersey State Policeman's Benevolent Association, bringing you all the in-depth discussion about law enforcement serving our community, how we can better stand up for our law enforcement community, and all of the resources that cops need from mental health to support with resources and how we can create a stronger conversation between cops and the community. I want to thank our partners. Thanks for listening.